Welcome to a teaser of this week's Datology Coach podcast. To listen to the full episode, subscribe to our Substack at datologycoach.substack.com. Paying subscribers receive weekly full-length podcast episodes, exclusive dating advice posts, as well as free admission to our monthly dating advice Zoom session. Subscribe now at datologycoach.substack.com. If you're looking for help with your dating profile, book a private one-on-one session with me at datologycoach.com. We'll meet via Zoom and review each section of your dating profile together. You'll get feedback on your bio, your prompts, and your photos. I'll also provide tweaks and edits to help you attract more compatible matches. Book your session now at datologycoach.com. Datology Coach Podcast. Hi, Sarah. Hey. Hey. Boy, let me tell you. <laughs> new year, new me. Old Zencaster. It's been a time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. What an absolute fucking nightmare we have had trying to record this we had a we went from Zencaster and now we're on zoom and it's just mm-hmm. been and luca being luca of course we i was just talking to sarah and this past month has just been it's just been like i've been balls to the wall as far as dogs in terms of walking <laughs> and having to do drop-ins and then having sittings and blah 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 and all that and i am we were on a roll last night we were doing a special episode about the idaho murders yeah and we were doing so good and then fucking luca and she started being all needy i don't yeah. know what happened but something froze and and it just we couldn't we couldn't get back on so here we are so you know what here's what we're gonna do we're gonna so i really want to talk about the idaho murders because i i find there's so much about that case that um is uh, that I find really compelling, and I think it's so driven by misogyny. I think, you know, mm-hmm. it's driven. He's very clearly an incel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, no one else is throwing that word around yet, but you you called it early on. Well, I'm not the only person who who called that. Um, oh, of you're course. not. No, but of course, most of those people called it after I did. In any case, well, that's um, what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is not. I really don't like. You know, I like I'll joke with you and say, Sarah, what do we say? Because we know if I send something, yeah. then it's usually right. This isn't uh, I, this uh, this isn't an area where I want to be right. Do you know what I mean? This is not sure. it's not something I want to gloat about. But when if you're on TikTok and you're paying, or, or on the news or on any social media and you're paying attention to this case, mm-hmm. and you see some of the whacked out theories, and you you see the way they're just they're blaming all of these they were blaming the 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 roommates and the ex-boyfriends and they were you know analyzing all this grainy they blamed a professor they blamed a professor (laughs) i mean the one tiktok creator she reads tarot cards and she says Mm. well the the cards told me that it's this professor and she was having an affair with one of the victims and her ex-boyfriend and so the the professor is suing her for defamation and she's doubling down as she fucking should <laughs> oh yeah the tiktok creators doubling down mm-hmm. yeah oh, oh yes yeah. the coco strategy the, yes the coco briscoe strategy uh-huh. yes um but what i you know i've been seeing a lot of people talk about uh the why you know the tiktok reporters and you know people who are talking yeah. about this case as though they're not real people and um you know i, I think there's an aspect to this case that um that i i don't i don't remember being present in a lot of similar cases um and you know Hmm. and obviously a lot of that had to do with social media and not just the the footage that everybody was pouring over you know there was that and going through people's instagram pages because they were you know going through the victim's instagram pages and oh this person follows this person and then they would always say oh well th- there's something up because the roommate um made her page private it's like yeah because you freak shows are contacting all of her friends and yeah. to get to her and so all of her and all her friends had to po- private their page pages because yeah you have bad boundaries <laughs> they literally had to yeah i mean like, like mm-hmm. these people literally just had to go off the grid yeah and yeah. you know i i don't I don't think there's anything wrong with intelligent speculation or informed speculation. I think it's natural because mm-hmm. this was 
such a senseless crime. Well, and it's just like um, there's like a long tradition of you know if it bleeds, it leads, right? Kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. this, this kind of thing has always been mm-hmm. big news, right? So right. I don't really accept any any critique wherein someone is like, oh, you you're just you're just a ghoulish looky loo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. So yes. is everyone else, right? And that's Correct. where. See, I because I kind of find both ends of the spectrums a little annoying. You know, I'm mm-hmm. very annoyed with the people who, now that we have the affidavit, and we'll get to that in a second, and, and people saying, "No, I, I, I still think there were two people." They, 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 well, they, they had cameras. You're allowed here. to think that. You're I guess. allowed to think that, <laughs> and the, the whacked out theories, and, um, and and you know, I don't. That's where I draw the line. It's like when you start trawling through people's social media and you start naming and blaming. That I, no, that that's my line. I won't do it. And even when I started to speculate, I was more interested in sort of the psychology and the psychopathy and the pathology than I was um, the who done it aspect of it. Well, uh, now that we know who done it, I'm like super interested in the psychology, right? And 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 it's because it's because it clearly had trouble with women um very very clear had clear rage for women you know there was an article that i sent you this guy went into a bar and he used to frequent this bar and he was very awkward with women and he would um you know try to talk to these women and the women found him you know surprisingly (laughs) the women found him uh super fucking creepy and um so they eventually had to put notes in their like little online system for reservations. Like, Hey, this yeah. guy, he's a, you know, he's a little bit creepy. Um, and, and please be, you know, just be sort of on the lookout for this guy. Uh, so there's this, there was an article in the daily mail about this. Idaho killer is accused of scaring female staff at brewery and branding one a bitch for spurning his advances. Yeah. At, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds very incelly. That sounds Trex. like, Yep, that tracks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Let's get to them. Check one on the inside column. Yep. Uh, let's see. Reading his staffer's notes on Coburger, Cyril Neck of Central Valley said, hey, this guy makes me makes creepy comments. Keep an eye on him. He'll have two or three beers and then just get a little too comfortable. The brewery mm. owner noted that Coburger would also ask women in the bar who they were with and where they lived. And oh, when they great. right, and when they ignored him, he would get upset. He would get upset with them a little bit. And then the bar owner said that he last spoke with mm-hmm. Koberger. He confronted the man about the alleged inappropriate behavior. I went up to him and I said, "Hey, Brian, welcome back. We appreciate you coming back. I just want to talk to you real quick and make sure that you're going to be respectful this time, and we're not going to have any issues." Cyril Nick Damn. said that. The, yeah, Cyril. This Nick was said, at a bar. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Cyril Nick said the 28-year-old was startled. He was shocked that I was saying that. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. You totally have me confused. And then he never showed up at the bar again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this was a guy who clearly had a history of uh, mm. aggressive behavior, mm-hmm. uh, latent, or maybe not so latent, but um, contempt for women, mm-hmm. um, awkwardness for women, and... Uh, recently they found a bunch of his posts online posts from like 10 years ago oh god you know where we're delving <laughs> Can't into, imagine. when we're delving into the manifesto area and you know very much like elliot rogers from what was that san really? diego yes very and not so much in the woman haiti kind way but in the i hate myself i need to clean my mind uh, he talked about suffering from visual snow and how he had mm. these visual migraines and and, you know, I just, I'm so miserable to people. And sometimes I feel like I'm not even there. And I mean, it was just, just the makings of, a, of a, of a fucking psychopath, you know? Mm-hmm. So the signs were kind of always there and that's, what's so frustrating. It's like the signs were there, my dudes, mm-hmm. like where, and you hate to blame the parents, but at the same time, it's like, were you checked out here? That you didn't notice what was going on with your kid? I'm not going to blame the parents. I, I think it's it's almost never fair to blame the parents. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, who understands their teenagers? 
true like as as much as you try to understand what's going on there they're just not going to share with you what they're not going to share with you you know Mm -hmm. and this person was smart enough to know that you know sharing these thoughts would land him in therapy or whatever Mm -hmm. right like he knew this would be this that this would raise red flags and he was Mm -hmm. smart enough to just not voice it which i mean i think is the case probably most of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like probably most people who don't get the help they need it's probably that they know how to not get it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the, and this sort of brings me to why i think this case really took off and when i think when i think things really heated up at least online with the online speculation was the fact that this guy it it, it was really starting to look as though this guy was posting online about this crime mm-hmm. and people were yeah. people As were papa roger right that's what he was papa rogers on on facebook mm-hmm. and on that page he was i mean he, he on the, that page on november 30th he wrote a post talking um you know talking about the the time frame and and like all the different aspects um all the different aspects of the case hang on isn't that, isn't that funny what's what's funny there's like there's a couple things about his behavior that do strike me as funny i mean one is just the total lack of impulse control that's mm-hmm. like the first mistake everyone makes when they get caught like what is it's such like it's a cliche now right like oh the killer always revisits the scene of the crime well you could do that physically you could do that digitally yeah yeah and you know let me read this article so it says true crime sleuths have compared papa roger the papa roger writings in the university of idaho Idaho murders case discussion facebook group to the writing style in a reddit survey that koberger posted as a student investigator um, into the thoughts and feelings of criminals they also believe that papa roger's facebook profile picture although it is actually an artist's rendition of a soldier strongly resembled koberger which it did to a freaky degree and you know this pay, uh, facebook page uh, got picked started to get a lot of attention from from the fbi and these are some of the things he was posting because sure, they probably knew that the person who did it well i mean the man who did it let's be honest mm-hmm. uh was probably lurking and he was yep uh let's say one of the posts the date of the killing was chosen on purpose thoughts four weeks in and no suspects what is the motive how long do we think the killer was in the house and you can tell he's sort of asking these questions so that he can give his quote-unquote like his opinion but it's really him bragging exactly it's yeah. really him bragging he wants I, to hear wrong answers, I think, so that he gets reassurance he, about how clever he is. Exa- exactly. That's a when good answer. Really I'm, <laughs> I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that, by the way. Um, sure. So, but one of the one of the things he said now, and this got the attention of an, of an FBI agent, Jennifer Kofendaffer. It says, I have followed Papa Roger comments with intrigue. This comment was of particular interest after the release of the PCA, which is the affidavit. The comments just seemed to hit home. And the comment that he wrote on November 30th, of the evidence released, the murder weapon has been consistent as a large fixed blade knife. This leads me to believe they found the sheath. That they found the sheath. This evidence was released prior to autopsies. Now, as we all know now, they did in fact find the sheath. Yeah. What are it the chances like he left behind? What are the chances? And, mm-hmm. and I will just say, I feel pretty strongly he intentionally left that behind as a way to implicate somebody else, because that's what I think a lot of these online postings were doing. Right. You know, when that 4chan post went up from the, the frat, the frat anon guys, mm. there was, there was a line in there and it, you know, he was, th- this person, this frat anon person was heavily implicating sigma chi the fraternity that the that the male victim belonged to gotcha yeah and in the post i mean and i've never i've avoided 4chan my entire life as you uh, should as i should but this is something he says bruh you can see the king roadhouse from so-and-so's uh sigma chi room once that third floor light turned off they did it 19 minutes total walk included 
And now we know that the time frame for this thing was roughly 20 to, it says 405 to 425. Right. And, you know, door to door, roughly like 19 minutes. That's pretty close. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying that I absolutely, I made a TikTok about it. And of course, everybody said I was fucking crazy. Fuck y'all. When are you going to listen to me? And, (laughs) but I'm not bitter about it. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I don't believe that the people named in the post are the killers, but I do believe the killer wrote it. And I do believe there are aspects of this post that were true. And the other one that I think was true in this frat anon post is he was saying, um, let's see. Um, he's talking about who was the, you know, who was the target. Um, Mm. and he was saying, let's see, uh, so-and-so even calls out shit media, media saying titties. And that's who he referred to as Kaylee media, media saying titties was the target. That shit is false. Titties, bad luck. Targets were Ethan, Zayna and Mads. And now I feel pretty, pretty strongly that the target was actually Maddie. Okay. And not Kaylee, who he refers to as titties because he's a disgusting human being. Mm -hmm. I, and because the sheath was found by her body. Mm -hmm. And so it makes you think, okay, that had to be like, either he took that off, which is possible, or um, he, that was the first time he took the knife out of the sheath. I have always, always, always believed that Maddie was the target and not Kaylee. We were really fed that narrative by her dad. And I think that was maybe just his way of kind of uh, coping because trying to think like, because she wasn't supposed to be there. She had moved out. She was there for the weekend. And so people, that's, I think, part of the reason why people assumed it was her. And and I think the father, yeah, I think the father needed to believe, no, you know, this was going to happen. It wasn't, it wasn't wrong place, wrong time. Mm. You know, this was going to happen. This is, this is who he was after. I -hmm. think that's a little bit more palatable for a a grieving parent, maybe. Well, Um, I also understand how to a grieving parent, you know, your, your son or daughter is the main character. I get mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, so the the Papa Rogers and the 4chan and the Reddit and even on Reddit and on Reddit, oh. they said, um, what was the there was a there was something on Reddit about the person who was posting on Reddit. The username was inside looking and gross. <laughs> right. And it what the time frame posted was again, like 20 minutes. I think it was 320 mm. to 340 a.m. And um, I, I, I feel pretty confident that. He was intentionally saying some stuff that was wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah, Right. Like some of the details were wrong, but he clearly wanted praise. He wanted to hear people say, oh, my God, can you imagine? Door to door, killed four people in, you know, 11 minutes, which right? when you do stop and think about it, it's absolutely horrifying. Uh, Yeah, that doesn't seem like a lot of time. No, it doesn't seem like a lot of time. But he was writing this stuff to like to brag and to hear people say oh my god can you imagine but that's very common it's very common for people for sociopaths like this uh to to um you know once the high dies down they need to get that high back and so that's when they and someone another tiktoker i think it was called uh pink peonies they, they posted something it's called the totem phase and it's when they sort of uh return and 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 starts maybe talking about it and mm-hmm. and seeing the reactions, and so I do think having such such having like such proximity to this killer really brought this case to another level, and added to the the feeding frenzy of online speculation. Yeah. So um, that's part of the reason why I think people are so fascinated by this. But the other thing that I'm noticing. Is that the 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 you know it's mostly women fascinated by this, but the ones who are who are, who are more like reporter y, mm-hmm. I'll say, they're they're definitely stay at home moms, and I I do wonder if there's something to that. You know, in what say, way? Well, it's, it's like they're interested because they're college students, or or no, more what? like 
they're they're you know they're finding out that being a, a mom is kind of fucking boring you know like it's so oh. <laughs> it, it's not as fulfilling as they thought it was going to be well look we all want to be full-time true crime podcasters you know what i mean <laughs> like only only two women got there first to where mm-hmm. they could just like not not even report or like even convey Mm-hmm. these stories with any accuracy they just they just said here's my favorite murder and yeah. for whatever reason that is an unstoppable hit yeah i uh, can't so- really figure it out but i guess good for them you got yeah, there yeah, first. exactly good for them um but so we're starting to i you know i i don't know hold on what was i gonna say uh stay-at-home moms stay-at-home moms i just i think that a lot of it is you know women who maybe don't have a lot to do you know outside of their kids and they're kind of like i need something else they're you know and and that's i think i i want a lot of women to see that like you know everyone will say oh my god having kids is so fulfilling apparently not because we get a bunch of fucking nancy drews who you know and and half the time when they're recording all you hear in the background is (laughs) the kids and i'm like should you be like, should you be checking on them? Or like, like, maybe not talking about murder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in any case, so so there was that aspect. And then the fucking affidavit came out and things just blew the fuck up. Yeah, they really did. It really That was did. really when I actually started seeing the content on my TikTok. For uh-huh. some, like uh-huh. somehow I hadn't gotten most of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually really glad. Mm-hmm. Because the the few conversations you and I have had offline where I've been trying to catch up, it's been like really difficult to parse out um, the red herrings and the hearsay and the misinformation. Well, like it was even kind of confusing, like who, who were the victims and who survived? It was like, it's all been kind of confusing unless you've been like obsessively following it. Mm-hmm. I stayed away from it for the first couple of weeks because I knew I'd get sucked in. And then once I started getting sucked in, what I started to get frustrated at is the absolute lack of logic people were showing with, by <sighs> blaming yeah. the ex-boyfriend. And what has to be him. I'm like, how? How? Why? We're not talking about some guy who just snapped and killed his girlfriend. We're talking about sort of a mass murder here. It doesn't right. fit. And I hate, and I never wanted to say this because it makes me sound like a douche, but it didn't fit the profile. You know, it I mean, just... that doesn't make you sound like a douche. Well, it's not, well I mean, it just a... makes you sound like someone who has absorbed any amount of true crime. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, we all should have known that. <laughs> it, it didn't fit the profile. And, yeah. you know, if you really thought about this and you, you were some of these people, they were just so hungry. And I don't know what that's about. I, is it about being part of a community? Is it. Um, the mob mentality of just wanting to see somebody suffer and pay i don't know i do think that can't it be both i you know this needs to be taught in school at this point like the mob mentality and getting on social media and you know being part of this community and and going after people and and cyberbullying and you know and of course tiktok did absolutely nothing about it because why would they yeah they never really do right but but now see we've got some cases we've got we've got the the crazy tarot lady who's being sued Mm -hmm. we've got coco Mm -hmm. briscoe who's you know up on charges for criminal harassment um Mm. for for how she's used the platform at some point tiktok is going to have to start paying attention to this right like they they can't oh i don't i don't know Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) i mean has facebook ever shown accountability uh, nah. probably not nah okay true all right so let's talk about the affidavit for a second because okay. boy oh fucking boy when you read that when they say uh bombshell holy shit because when we first heard about this crime what we were told is uh the two surviving roommates were on the first floor they didn't hear anything and no yeah. one officially said that that just started somewhere See, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. It's been difficult to to separate the misinformation from the information. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, we that's what we thought. And then mm-hmm. we were told the, the 911 call wasn't placed until about 1130 Sunday, you know, that, that morning mm-hmm. um, when the killings were supposedly, supposedly happened three to four. 
and 911 was called uh, at uh, 1130 in the morning and it was about over an unconscious body and why didn't the roommates call anybody? Yeah. And then the affidavit and how did they not hear anything and that they must be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the affidavit comes out and we find out that the surviving roommate was not one of the surviving roommates wasn't on the first floor at all. She was mm-hmm. on the second floor. And not only was she on the second floor and, and here some things that caused her to get up three times to look out her door. Mm-hmm. But the third time she sees the killer walking in her direction and he walks right past her and goes out the door. Yeah. And so and the only explanation there, I think, is that he didn't see her. Um, I, I think it's one of two things. I think it's one, he didn't see her. Two, he was like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Hmm. Uh, or three, he was on such a high from that adrenaline mm-hmm. that he'd become so tunnel vision. And I'm so, somebody said this in my comments and I'm so, so glad they did because it was my first thought. Did you see the movie Jaws? Mm-hmm. You know that scene when one of the sons is in the little waiting pool or the little whatever, and he's mm. fallen into the water because the guy who was rowing the boat, he gets attacked by the shark, and the son is in the water because his boat tipped over. Yeah. And the shark's coming right at him <laughs> and yeah. must must pass right by him. Yeah. I, I, I think it's something similar where, like, you know, when they're in that frenzy after they feed, they're kind of they, – they kind of – something happens where they're just not Mm -hmm. they're done you know they're just done sure and i feel like it was probably something similar here uh uh, uh, i definitely don't think he saw her but i also think he was so tunnel visioned at that point he wasn't noticing anything right and you just know like you must when he oh uh when he gets arrested you just know when he found out that there was a witness he was shitting himself Uh (laughs) uh-huh So they read him the affidavit (laughs) and this guy might have thought, oh, I left the sheath behind. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think he did it on purpose. And then they say, and then they get to the part about the witness. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) whoops. Oops. And you just know, you just know that's where all, I mean, I, I do think that he was smart in some regard. Um, but clearly like very sloppy. And I think this was a case of he did plan, but I think literally anything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Meaning I think he went in there to to attack one person and they were in the, two of them were in the bed. So he had to kill both of them. And then he goes downstairs and the girl gets DoorDash and she somehow crosses paths with him Mm -hmm. and he has to kill her. And then he has to kill her boyfriend and so he's probably like just just he can't focus yeah you know tired uh, probably very tired that kind of surge of adrenaline it's gonna knock you out so uh then you know just doesn't isn't isn't looking well not only that but like um if you're going from a room where there's any light to a hallway where there's none you yeah your eyes are gonna take a second to adjust and you could feasibly not see someone yeah and it's weird how people don't take that stuff into consideration it is isn't it you know it's kind of like have you never do you have you never turned your lights off right have you never turned your lights off and then walked into a like have you never had this experience Mm -hmm. so the 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 affidavit comes out and, and we find that he was was in fact was he stalking them or was he setting up some kind of pattern of because he was constantly 12 different times they have him pinging his cell phone pinging near their home i'm so glad you mentioned that because we we talked about the stupid mistakes he made Uh and how they were kind of textbook i mean the the one if i had to like pick one stupid mistake that's also very textbook it's in underestimating the police and look i don't i don't mean to say anything nice or complimentary about the police like Mm -hmm. they botch a lot of things Mm -hmm. they hurt a lot of people Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they are incompetent right but we know for a fact that this dude applied for an internship specifically to help the rural police in the area interpret data Mm -hmm. got turned down for it shocking (laughs) and then what ends up being like one of the primary ways that he gets caught his cell phone data right 
Yeah. So he they've got they, they've, so they've got him on video. They've got him. They've got the pattern of him being around the house. They have the DNA on the sheath. They have the eyewitness. This isn't by no means a slam dunk. Like you might think it is. It's by no means a slam dunk. You just don't know what the other side has. Never go in and, and underestimate. Um, but I'm hoping. Oh wait, before we get to this part, so there's a witness. She sees him, and 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 Sarah, how do you think everybody responded to this 19 year old college student um, going into her room and locking the door after she sees a a man in a mask at 4:30 or 4:15 mm-hmm. in the morning in her apartment? Wow. Very reasonably, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, very reasonably. So they, of course, yes, uh, yeah, no, no, with vitriol, right. And so then the internet was set on fire with, well, why didn't she call 911? Right. And so that's when now everything's just going bonkers. And the and the, the most vocal critics of this 19-year-old kid are mothers. That's what I don't get. Okay. All right. And it's really just been a bunch of people questioning why this kid didn't call 911 right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I mean, so yeah, a couple things, right? <laughs> um, one is big boy mom energy, right? Mm-hmm. When we're holding the woman to a higher standard than we would the men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but which a lot of people do of their daughters. I mean, yeah, we all know that. That's yep. the thing, right? Yep. Um, but also, if you don't understand the reaction to just freeze up shut your door and wait yeah then tell me nothing truly frightening has ever happened to you without telling me nothing frightening has ever happened to you not to mention but sarah what are we told to do if someone tries to essay us uh i don't know is there one right answer here no but we're often told don't fight back just let it happen because that's that that's how you're more likely to survive like don't do anything don't say anything you know that's the message i don't know that i've heard that honestly i'm not i'm not really sure i've heard that quite a bit okay um maybe from olivia benson I i don't know i don't know but they don't they don't understand they also don't understand that how how often women starting from a very young age um we're put in situations like that Mm -hmm. you know so we're dealing with that kind of all the time and sometimes we're just like uh okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna not deal with it or okay i don't know that that's a threat i don't know what's really going on here like this is this isn't an uncommon situation for us to to deal with and so it very well might have been like she, she just said well this is kind of normal like the guy you know there's always people in this house whatever i'll check on it tomorrow that actually could be because um it sounded like to me it sounded like he was wearing a mask like a ski mask but you said it's actually just like a like an n95 it was a mask all they said was it covered his nose and his mouth oh, okay and i assume that means covid because that makes the most sense because if you're trying to prevent you know dna spreading dna yeah um, a a, a covid mask is going to be better than a ski mask sure so that's what i think and and if it was a covid mask you know she very well might be like you know okay so maybe some people are still wearing that stuff maybe some people are still just doing that stuff it's not as weird anymore um some people are still doing it um there's always people coming in and out um, and yeah, he- that's the thing, right? Like the house is um, pretty large, yeah. right? And there, yeah. are, there are bedrooms on all three floors. Mm-hmm. We know that they've been out drinking that night. Right. And so like it, if you hear a weird noise in the house where there are some other people, that's like kind of par for the course right. after a night of drinking, right? Right. Also par for the course is you know, a, a girl and her boyfriend, the girl's crying. Maybe they have a fight, especially if they've been drinking, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, she's up at, you know, mm-hmm. getting DoorDash at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of normal. Mm-hmm. But but what they what how this went was so they all get home by about two o'clock. They're all in bed or in their respective rooms by four. Um, 
and some of them are asleep. The, the surviving roommate was asleep. The other surviving roommate was asleep as well. And, you know, at first she hears somebody upstairs playing with the dog who she, mm-hmm. she thinks is playing with the dog and she falls back to sleep or she, and she um, gets up and she looks and she doesn't see anybody. And then the second mm-hmm. time she hears what she thinks is, um, oh, she hears somebody say, um, someone's here. Mm-hmm. And so she gets up and she looks out. She doesn't see anybody. Right. And then she hears um, what she could, thought was crying from uh, Zana's room, the other mm-hmm. the other room on her floor. And this was the most chilling, I think, part of the affidavit for me. And she heard Zana crying or whimpering. And then she said she heard a male voice say something to the effect of, don't worry, I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I doubt it was her boyfriend because my mm-hmm. guess is at that point he was already dead. Yeah. That's my assumption as well. And she's on TikTok at 412. They have her phone on TikTok at 412. She's dead by like 418. Okay. This is wow. yes, this is so horrifying. And so at that point, the third roommate looks out. And that's when she sees this guy in a mask wearing all black walking in her direction and, and he walks right past her mm-hmm. and she freezes and everyone's kind of like, <sighs> I mean, but he wasn't going to attack her. I mean, he didn't attack her. What? Too. Why did she freeze? <laughs> like, what do you, f- and this is what I explained in a video last night. We've talked about this adaptive unconscious before, and it's that processing tool that our brain uses to process information. And the problem is that it processes it at such a, so quickly that our conscious mind can't properly interpret it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it it's what it's what our intuition is based on. And so we don't know what's wrong. We just know something's not right, but yeah. we can't we can't um, quantify it. But sure, that well, sense plus, of we always say fight, flight, or freeze, right? Like fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Okay, that that's what we do: fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Those are the four F's. And she froze. You can tell I've never fawned. <laughs> uh, I'm a fighter myself. Uh, and Oh, I'm a freezer. <laughs> are you? I, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm sadly, I'm a fighter. Um, and people in the comments were saying, I, I mean, I don't understand. You know, and I'm just asking because I'm just curious. You're not just curious. You're being passive aggressive. You're, you're insinuating. Try- you're insinuating <laughs> something. You yeah. know you are. Don't be a bitch. Because you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you say, I mean, I just, like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to understand. You're not trying to understand. Because it's not the curiosity that's the problem. It's the fact that you feel owed an answer. And it's also the fact, listen, bitches, Google's free. So if you want to yeah. know, why would somebody freeze, you know, if they weren't attacked, Google it, figure it out, find out. Because that information is out there, especially now because we're talking about trauma responses more. So people just could not understand, A, why she just stood there uh, and or and then went into her room and locked the door and why she didn't call the police. And people- Totally said, get it. I totally get it. Yep. Totally uh, get it. Um, frozen in fear, didn't know what she saw, lived in a house where people were constantly, constantly coming in and out. Maybe it was somebody like downstairs and, and look, and like, if you look at this guy, he's pretty nondescript. He's very not, I mean, he I looks. I say, I, I don't, I don't mean to uh, cast any aspersions on the, the lifestyles or proclivities of the people who live there. Cause mm-hmm. I, I really don't know anything about them truly, mm-hmm. but I, I could tell you as a person who has been to college, it wouldn't surprise me at all to hear that, as you said, people were, were probably in and out of there pretty frequently. And right. with that many people rooming together, like you're not all going to know the same people. So not only that, but I just, I, I can't imagine that either of the survivors even thought this was a possibility. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because they're kids. Like they they're- wouldn't have... They they just they wouldn't have gone out to investigate after they thought the coast was clear necessarily because right what you know they who think does they were that fine not this you know what women do that women in fucking horror movies that's who <laughs> that's who goes to investigate like yeah. a sound that's who right Dara Michelle Geller goes up the stairs screams second and scream two because she hears a voice no 
if like a lot of people would be like, I'm out of here. I'm not listening uh-huh. to that. Some people would, some people would go, some people wouldn't, some people might hide. Some people might try to fight. Like everybody responds to trauma differently. Mm-hmm. And to come down on this, let me remind people again, 19 year old college student yeah, who had to sit by for six weeks as the whole fucking world really try to imagine what that's like the whole world speculating and saying well why didn't how could they not have heard anything they must have been involved well look at her boyfriend and here's a picture of her in a ski mask and and to Mm -hmm. know i'm the i'm the key to this fucking case and this is what people are saying about me and probably knowing and the minute this comes out they're gonna roast me again I hope that she didn't know that what they were talking about. You know, about? like I, I, I hope that she just was able to take some time. I mean, certainly away from school for one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But just truly, just go home. Don't be on the internet. Like, connect with your loved ones. Heal. Like, I, I hope she just didn't know that this was all going on. All this speculation about why she didn't do X, Y, or Z. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not the case because pe- people closer to her have come out and said, you know, she she's read it, she's seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we can throw that, we can toss that out the window. Uh, so she's dealing with that. The affidavit comes out, and it's a bunch of grown ass women mm-hmm. saying things like, Mm-mm, "No, something something's fishy." Listen, I'm the most suspicious person in the world, but even I. When I heard that, I was like, no, that totally makes sense. And maybe it's yeah. my trauma training. Maybe that's my trauma training. I don't know. But, or because of the way the the house was laid out, I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. My old house, when I lived, you know, as a kid, that's kind of how, you know, I could see that happening. Um, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> like I said, if you've ever been genuinely frightened or afraid for your safety before, you get yeah. it. Yeah. Or if you've ever walked into a dark room, you also yeah. get it. Right. Or if you've, yeah, if you've ever been in college, you know, you you get it. So tell me you have no life experience without telling me you have no life experience. Well, I, I saw someone um, in your comments um, very astutely, I thought, um, pointing out that perhaps all of this was happening because, you know, we just, we take this kind of thing too far when we look at it as entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. And we, and like, there's that invisible barrier between curiosity and, and, and interest that is, you know, human nature and to some extent healthy versus, you know, obsession and mm-hmm. like being judgmental and, um, and yeah, just, just viewing it as your entertainment. And, and that commenter noted that it seemed like people were actually genuinely disappointed that the story was over like the story arc yes didn't have enough twists right right there were still people looking for the twist ending mm-hmm. and this isn't a novel that's not what this is this is real li- and i'm i i, I it, it it's real life but you have to realize too we have commodified human beings i mean between social media and reality tv yeah. We have completely dehumanized other people. It's become we the have. norm to pick apart other people's lives. Yeah, for sure. You know? So I mean, in that respect, I can't I can't really like I said, I, I don't want to demonize anyone for consuming true crime content because obviously we do it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> so if that's I, I just think it's very sanctimonious when people are like, oh, how can you look at that stuff? like well because it's it's just part of life right like it's right yeah happening (laughs) it's it's real it's happening it could happen to any one of us and i think that is part of the reason why we show such a fascination is because this could happen to any one of us and we're almost trying to inoculize is that the word maybe inoculize desensitize ourselves to this you know it's like pressing the bruise like this terrifies well, us, so we're going to keep doing this. Yeah. Scare me no, and... it's exactly that. Yeah, because I mean, people who are saying like, "Well, how could she just freeze?" It's it's because they've convinced themselves that they would do otherwise, right? Right. right. But you yeah. don't. You don't really know. No. And hopefully, you'll know. never find out. And hopefully, you'll never find out. So, of course, you know the misogyny behind that and the incel 
the you know the incel Ugh. aspect of this i mean he's uh, I'm, i think we're gonna and people think oh he's there's has to be other crimes i don't know that there's other crimes i don't think so i i think i don't think so either i think this was i think he was hoping this would be one of a series yes yeah and i especially think after he i because i think he went in there to kill one person walking out having killed four i think this guy thought i am untouchable yeah that's what i think and i do think that that false confidence would have absolutely encouraged him to kill more mm-hmm. well not only that but he had a dissertation to write <laughs> i mean you, he could, could he could he do that like, was that his plan to just write a dissertation? I think he wanted to see this whole process through. Like, I really... I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he was doing... He was trying to get firsthand accounts, right? Of, mm-hmm. like, what goes through people's minds and mm-hmm. and the psychology of people who commit violent crimes. Mm-hmm. And so I really think this was an extension of his research. Like, I, yes. I think... Like when I say this strikes me as what he hoped to be one of a series, like I, I think on some level he was thinking like, oh, this, you know, this is for my research. Yeah. Uh, let me interject. Did you hear that? I don't. That's Copper drinking his water. <laughs> oh, hydrate Copper. He's a big basset hound corgi mix. I'll post pictures. Yeah. He's, he's my little friend, 12 years old. But yes. Oh, I, does he I, look like a little loaf? yeah kind of bread loaf a little bit. well no a little no he's a big boy he's like 100 pounds okay a chonky bread loaf, a chonky bread loaf. <laughs> like a hearty ciabatta. A hearty ciabatta yes so i agree with you there, there was definitely I, there was definitely a method there like i don't think he just went in to kill i think yeah. i think he wanted to either become i do think that he was influenced by other serial killers for sure ted bundy btk uh john wayne gacy you know john wayne gacy is the one who who said when he was arrested did you arrest anyone else and that's allegedly what brian said and Mm. you know the sorority house that's that was Mm -hmm. ted bundy's last kill and btk was um sort of hiding in the house and uh killing killing multiple people at once Well, and even just the fact that this was his, uh, I mean, this was his PhD area, you know? Right. You know what they say? Do what you love? <laughs> Apparently, I guess. So we'll uh, we'll find out more uh, as this goes on. I'm really hoping that he spares the families uh, the agony of a trial. Um, oh, I don't think he will. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here's what else I predict, and I'm calling it now. Uh mm-hmm. as I as I told you separately, um, this dude is not is not gonna know what to do with himself with all the women that will be riding him in prison, throwing themselves at him. Uh, He's gonna have more romantic options than ever before. Promise. Yes, I I believe you. And I'm already kind of starting to see that in the comments from from oh, white God. women. Really? You know, oh, he's innocent. He's innocent. They're just framing what? him. He's innocent. No, he's not. He's not. Like he did it. Let's be clear. He did it. Um, whether or not he'll get away with it, we it's you know we don't know yet. It's doubtful. Let's hope not, mm-hmm. for the sake of those families. Like let's yeah. hope not. Let's hope not for the sake of that witness. Yeah. We don't want her living her life, uh, it, you know, in in terror. Right. Um. So. But I, but I agree. I think that there's going to be a ton of women who are like, "Oh my God, white man, you know, reasonably attractive." I'm telling you, mm-hmm. and it's so scary, but it it will happen. I don't. I, I think it would be, um, you know, an interesting psychological study for for anyone who's who's in that research area. Yeah. Um. <laughs> to yeah to 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 dig in a little bit about like what's um actually i'm sure someone already has done this but like what is what draws women to men in prison like why why would anyone write charles manson because they want to save him don't you think (sighs) i don't i really don't know i don't know maybe i know that the melendez brothers i mean they just went they, they i think they were married like each of them twice oh my god right 
right? I don't He's, know about the Menendez because they were kind of conventionally attractive guys. They and were. also, yeah. there is the aspect of the alleged sexual assault, uh, sexual abuse by the father, which I think uh, victimized them a little bit and made people mm-hmm. feel bad for them a bit. And so they're choosing to believe that they did it sort of in self defense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's one, that's one route. <laughs> that's one way sure. to look at it, ladies. Sure. Um, but yeah, these. I I think it's a. I'm gonna I'm gonna save him. I'm gonna be what he. I'm what he needs. Maybe it's actually simpler than that, and it's just like, this is the safest relationship of all, right? I get the I get the emotional connection, mm-hmm. but like, we're never gonna meet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i've got a captive audience true what's yeah. he gonna do dump me for i don't home? have i don't have to have sex with him a lot exactly right, right? so yeah that's a good point he's not gonna I... be in my house like messing stuff up yeah. <laughs> not gonna have to pick up a socks it's like it's maybe the safest relationship of all but i i do I think that it. there has to be some level of mental illness there don't you think i do not know i find it interesting I, I don't I don't know what the appeal is. Hmm. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a topic we might want to talk about in a future show, because we're you know we're we're moving away from the from the from the first topic, but we are looking for uh, topics for the show because uh, we want to liven things up a bit. We want to switch things up a bit. We've been kind of been doing the same format for a good couple of years, and we want to switch things up a bit. There's there's definitely definitely been this uptick in signups for the podcast and all that ever since this Idaho Four thing. Oh, I right. I do not want to get into true crime as in the crimes. I don't, I don't either. Do, yeah. I have no interest in that. But I am it's fascinated. Saturated as a market. <laughs> yes, but I am fascinated by you know why do women marry you know killers? Why mm-hmm. do women fall? Like I'm fascinated by that stuff. Why do you know serial killers or why do murderers? You yeah. know, think or narcissist or psychopaths. I'm fascinated by that stuff. Sure. Um, and you know, oh, and scammers. We could so we could have like a maybe we could carve out a little niche for like love crimes. Oh, Sarah, love crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I I'd kind of prefer to stay away from um you know, people being murdered because I really don't, I, I don't want to exploit anybody's trauma, but I do would like to educate. 